0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchellson. Joining me today, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing? Ah, uh, you know I'm doing
2: pretty solid um just a little bored now that we only have football as our sport uh, We don't really have sports every day anymore but you know still still getting to enjoy at least kind of some NHL news you know it's been slower the last few days but um you know a, a decent free agency thus far I know we talked about it a little bit last week but you know it's been entertaining We see some guys move around and it's kind of continued to be that way
1: absolutely and you know I'm loving college football being back because you know Football as our only sport, it's kind of two different things. I I would honestly put college football um, in the top American sports over soccer. I know there's a lot of big soccer fans out there, but uh, honestly, college football is such a big deal here that uh, I absolutely love it. And the Big Ten coming back next week. I can't wait. Uh, I do go to Michigan State, so my team is going to be able to finally hit the field. So can't wait for that, Chase. I know you're pretty excited for the Big Ten returning, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, how could I
2: not uh, just being, especially being a big just prospect guy in general in all sports, you know, I love the whole draft process. Uh, So a guy like Justin Fields, you know, he's going to be able
1: to. And Rocky Lombardi.
2: Yeah. And Rocky Lombardi, dude. Yeah. He's so good. He's going to throw for like 47 leash percentage this year. But Justin Fields, uh, you know, he's going to end up probably being a top three, maybe uh, top five pushing it pick in this upcoming draft. Uh, I'd be surprised if it's otherwise. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to see maybe as a Heisman campaign, a lot of people are kind of hyping him up for that, hyping up Ohio State for the national championship. Uh, so, you know, I look forward to seeing the big time going, even though I'm um, obviously a fan of the Michigan teams, kind of giving up hope that Michigan's ever going to beat Ohio State.
1: Yeah, I I definitely would not bet on that. I'm not betting on my Spartans to have a great season this year. New coach, new quarterback and brutal quarterbacks. It's It's, it's going to be a tough one, but. That's all right. We're going to push through it. All right, Chase. So for our schedule today for this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the reasons Sam Coast left the bubble during the playoffs. We're going to talk a little bit about some other Tampa Bay news and then we're going to move on to some noteworthy signings around the NHL and then finally wrap it up with some conversation about other leagues in the world and how they're doing when it comes to starting their leagues up or maybe even shutting them down due to the pandemic and uh, other good stuff like that. But first, Chase, before we start talking about Stamkos, we do have to give a big congratulations to the Tampa Bay Rays as they are on their way to the world. World Series. Uh, what an off season, or, or what a year for Tampa Bay as a whole. Obviously, our Tampa Bay Lightning take home the Stanley Cup. Now they get to see the Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series. If they get two parades in this COVID year, uh, that would suck because the parades suck when it's COVID-related or when COVID's going around, but at the same time, that's phenomenal. Two championships in one year, absolutely excellent. So, good luck to the Tampa Bay Rays as they go forward. I mean,
2: Tom Brady comes down to Tampa Bay, play for the Buccaneers. Sure enough, the Lightning win the Cup, the Rays are going to the World Series. I mean, if the Bucks win the championship this year, like, I think cities just need to cycle through signing Tom Brady and just winning championships because that's just kind of what seems to happen. You know, Tom Brady being up in Boston, that was just, you know, the city of champions, really, they just kept winning in every sport. And now Tampa, you know, you know, maybe, maybe they're that team
1: or that city. Yeah, that's a, That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to see if that continues. Tom Brady might be that single outlier that completely changes not, e- not only a franchise, but a whole city around. So we'll have to keep an update on or uh, keep an eye on that. But Chase, let's now talk about Steven Stamkos. Um, a while back, we talked about how he left the bubble for some reason. We weren't too sure why. We don't we didn't know if he was going to come back. He did eventually come back playing game three of the Stanley Cup finals and did eventually lift that Stanley Cup. But we got some new information about why he did lose leave that bubble.
2: So, yeah, it was pretty sad stuff. Uh, Him and his wife actually came out yesterday that he and his wife lost their unborn child. Um, So, you know, he left the bubble, went home to his family for that reason. Uh, Horrible news, obviously. You know, it it was awful to hear. He talked about, you know, going through a lot of down days since then. Still going through the down days. You know, sure, they won the Stanley Cup, and it's exciting. But, you know, it's hard to keep your mind off something like that. So, you know, th- thinking about the Stamkos family, that's, that's something really hard to go through. Hopefully, they're able to uh, continue on and move on from that.
1: Absolutely, condolences to the Stamkos family. That's that's always tough, and uh, obviously, Chase nor I are parents, or that uh, we're still very young. I don't think either of us even thought about it, but uh, you know, I I can't imagine what Stamkos and his wife and the rest of his family are going through because again chase and i have never been in that situation but uh like we said condolences to him all right chase let's now talk about tyler johnson uh obviously he got sent down we're hoping tampa was hoping that he would get scooped up on waivers somehow that didn't happen we still have his salary on the books so we got to get him out of here somehow but we're not hearing much
2: no it's you know it's kind of a shame like i don't want to say it's a shame but like it's it's just a rough situation uh you know this tampa team we are in a very rough spot in terms of cap Tyler Johnson being moved out would be the perfect scenario you know he's a talented guy still he's not someone who's just extraordinary but he's still a very reliable guy he's someone who's going to play in your lineup every night so it, it kind of sucks not being able to get anything in return for him so you know this might have to be Kind of similar to the Marlowe uh, deal from Toronto when they traded him and a first round pick just to get him off the books. I don't think it's going to be that steep of a price, but it's going to be something like that where you're probably to throw in an asset
1: uh, pick or a prospect, retain some salary, something along the lines of that. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate that we're going to have to do that. I mean, it's unfortunate in general that we have to get rid of Tyler Johnson because we like Tyler Johnson here. It's just unfortunate because... We can't keep his salary around. There's players like Sergachev that need to be signed, Eric Chernak that need to be signed. So uh, we can't always hold on to some of the guys that we really like but are making a little bit too much. So unfortunate that we had to get rid of him in the first place and unfortunate that we may have to lose some extra draft capital just to do that as well. So tough one there. But, Chase, let's now talk about Nikita Nesterov. Yeah, so I'm sure our Tampa Bay Lightning fans remember
2: Nikita Nesterov. Uh, he might be making a return to Tampa Bay. Uh, saw a little bit of rumblings. So he might be coming over for the season. Um, nothing is set in stone yet, but, you know, that'd be cool to see a player who he came around. He, he could have been a little better in the NHL. Um, it wasn't horrible, but thought it could have been a little bit better. Went over to the KHL. He's played pretty well the last couple of seasons, so, uh, you know, maybe that's enough for him. to He built up his confidence, refined his skill set, and can come over and be you know, a really reliable every night uh, top six defenseman for you. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the coming days and weeks. But there's just been some rumors about that,
1: so that'd be cool uh, if that happens. So keep your eye on it. Yeah, absolutely. And for the people that didn't know about Nikita Nestrov, they probably thought we were hopping into hockey name of the day already. Uh, that's not the case. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nikita Nestrov would be very cool to see him come over and. Uh, be a top six guy for us because we've lost a couple of players, obviously. Kevin Shattenkirk, Zach Bogosian, we lose both of those guys. Uh, We do bring back Luke Shen, but is he really a top six guy or is he more of that seventh defenseman you can bring in when there's injuries? So we'll have to see what happens, but it would be absolutely sweet to see Nesterov back in the blue and white? The black and blue? I don't know. There's so many jerseys and I, I honestly adore the black and it's like a black on black or like a black on dark silver, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, it'd be, it'd it'd be cool to see him back in a bolts Jersey. All right, Chase, before we move on to some talk about the rest of the league, we have to do a quick commercial break. And this is for Tom Franklin and the blue notes pod. Uh, absolutely sweet dude you guys should definitely go check out the podcast if you do like this little sneak peek of the blue notes pod
0: oh hi there pleased to meet you my name is Tom Franklin, one half of the Blue Notes podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network. We've got that 2019 Stanley Cup power too sweet to be sour, and we're also your home for the best Blues analysis. Yes, it's it's a it's a Bruin, but he, he's he's going to help the power play, and and that's what people need to understand. And you know they're going to look at it and say, oh well, Justin Falk was supposed to help the power play as well. Tori Krug is legitimately going to help the power play felt like newport was ready to go into this off season and use petrangelo as an example and say okay we're gonna play chicken here with with uh with the covet cap here someone is going to give Petrangelo his money. We also have great guests from here at home. St. Louis Post-Dispatch, St. Louis Blues beat writer Jim Thomas, the organist for the St. Louis Blues, Jeremy Boyer, and around the world. Yo,
2: Blues fans, it's Gerard, the Dutch Blues fan, all the way from the Netherlands.
0: And no other podcast can say they have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent, but we do.
1: Aloha! I'm Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, and this is my Aloha commentary.
0: Plus, a little self-deprecating humor thrown in there. One of our new Blue Note Selkie level COVID masks, if I can turn it the right way there so I can properly sell it. I am I you know what I am failing my prices right model audition right here. This is this is terrible. He has opted for the uh, neck gator uh version of this, and I'm still failing my prices right on this fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> voted the best podcast by our peers in the hockey podcast network follow tom and wags on facebook twitter and instagram at blue notes pod and be sure to subscribe to blue notes wherever you get your podcasts from this is tom franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to the whistle
1: All right, we are back, and if you enjoyed that sneak preview of the Blue Notes pod brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, make sure to go check it out wherever you get your podcasts or, of course, the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, Chase, it is time to talk about the rest of the league. Obviously, we've got some noteworthy signings to talk about that we have yet to talk about, and I think the first name we have to bring up Alex Petrangelo, former captain of those St. Louis Blues. Um, I know Tom Franklin and the Blue Notes pod, not very happy about him leaving. But, uh, hey, he goes to Vegas.
2: Yeah, so this, this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, he, he signs Vegas. Uh, he, he gets the money in term that he was kind of hoping for going to a state where there's no income tax. Uh, so, you know, he'll make a lot more of his money compared to elsewhere. Um, this was really that kind of signing that I thought Vegas really needed. You know, they they lacked this. They uh, lacked this top like they're, they're like top defense you know they they have a good decor uh but it's a good group of guys compared to having you know like an alpha and you you see championship teams really have an, at least an, one alpha at uh defense so you know this this is great for vegas um he's gonna come in he's gonna be awesome i think he's gonna look great in that jersey and you know i i mentioned to mike the other day like this really kind of puts vegas as one of my favorites to win the cup this coming year
1: yeah, absolutely. Adding that alpha defenseman, like Chase said. I mean, we have like three alphas, you know, Fats. Victor. well, Victor Hedman is not not just an alpha. He is above that. I don't know what's above alpha, but that's that's Victor Hedman uh and then sergachev and mcDonough just absolute beauties uh but yeah Petriangelo over with the golden Knights that's gonna be a huge move for them and definitely gonna help them in the long run uh, I'm still a little bit concerned about scoring I think that uh they're a really good team and they can beat a lot of people if if they're not versus a, a perfect team. So as long as they're not versing Tampa, I think that uh, they're they're going to have a, a good chance to take it. But I think our Tampa team is too perfect to uh, go down against a Petri Angelo-led Vegas Knights team. But we'll have to find out. Chase, the other big name on the market that was not signed in our previous episode is Taylor Hall. And I don't really get why he made the decision that he did he said he wanted to go to a champion contender a championship contender team and he didn't do that
2: you know when I heard one year deal I expected it to be not to Tampa but a team like Tampa a team that was you know a a perennial contender uh, maybe a recent Stanley Cup champion I did not expect it to be Buffalo who currently has the longest playoff drought in the NHL it's like this dude just wants to keep going to sorry organizations i don't get it you know from edmonton to, to new jersey to arizona it's three sorry organizations right there and yet again you know going to buffalo it's probably the most sorry organization in, in the nhl i it just it really makes no sense i, I like, sure you go play with jack eichel sam Reinhart. uh you know maybe casey Millshot can figure it out this year dylan cousins should come up then of course on defense dolly and rissa Linen, but like They have good players uh, that should be playing better than they are. And then the rest of their team is very underwhelming. So I I don't know. It just nothing makes sense about it. It it seems like more a money grab than anything.
1: Yeah, I agree. And honestly, I hope nothing for nothing but the best for the Sabres because I love Taylor Hall and I love Jack Eichel and they've been screwed their whole careers. So, hey, hopefully it works. If it does, maybe we see that playoff drought end. But as of right now, definitely does not make sense. And I honestly thought Buffalo should have went out and tried to do something in that vast goalie market that we saw this year, but, uh, didn't see much from them there. So we'll have to move on over to the Toronto Maple Leafs as they bring in, uh, a hall of famer, basically. I mean, I think you can set it in stone that this guy's a hall of famer.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say so just screw around. So, so Jumbo Joe, uh, you know, go go into Toronto. He, the, the guy's a beauty. Uh, he, you know, he first he signed in the Swiss League, saying like, you know, I'll, I'll ponder my decision from here, and then literally like a day later, sign with Toronto, but still playing in the Swiss League. Um, you know, they they signed him for literally the league minimum. Uh, there's no issues with a signing like that at all. He's going to come in, be really reliable support, uh, good veteran leadership, and you know, it, it's it's not going to be something that throws them over the hump because they're not a team that's really good enough to win it for me. Um, but it, it's still just a good signing. Uh, good to have around for the younger guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know what type of leadership Joe Thornton brings. Obviously he brings a ton of it, but is it a more softer leadership, a more quiet leadership, or is he going to get in the guy's faces? And honestly, I think if he gets in the faces of Matthews, Marner and Nylander, that's exactly what they need. Uh, these guys, I don't want to say they're soft, but they they definitely seem to kind of lose control, lose composure um, when they lose big games, and then that's how Toronto just spirals out of control. So, bringing in leadership definitely gonna help the Maple Leafs. And hey, maybe we see him get past the first round this year. Uh, Probably not, but maybe. uh, I don't know. That's a a little bold. Um, Like. And as you're talking about the
2: leadership thing, this team, they really don't have real leadership. Like Tavares is not worthy based on what we see, based on, you know, like who knows who goes on the locker room. But based on what you see from uh, the fan perspective, Tavares is not a captain. He's not a captain level type player. Neither is Matthews and neither is really anybody in that Toronto team. So a guy like Joe Thornton is that type of player. Uh, So if he comes in and he kind of takes charge of that room, which is very possible, you know, it it happens with veteran guys like this. Uh, You got to hope that happens as a Toronto fan. You should hope that happens, because if that's not going to
1: happen, then why sign a guy like this? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have to see how Joe Thornton meshes with the younger guys over there. And Chase, honestly, hot take here. The next team we're going to talk about gets a playoff win or gets a playoff series win before the Toronto Maple Leafs. What team is that? That is the Ottawa Senators as they add Evgeny Dadanov to already a pretty nice offseason. Yeah,
2: you know, it's been about pretty much as good as it could have gone for Ottawa. Uh, I mean, other than the fact that, like, you know, they took Jake Sanderson. He's not going to be ready for the NHL. Tim Strutzel couldn't really come over anyway, but he's hurt, going to be out for the next eight weeks or so with an uh, arm injury. So, I mean, other than that, like, you know, they, they had a good draft, they they brought in some some good free agents, they uh, you know, made a good trade to get Matt Murray. So Dadnov is a pretty low risk signing in my opinion. Um, like they're paying five million a year, which like I think he's a guy who's worth a little more than that personally. I think his offensive skill and his potential to score are much higher than a five million dollar value. So good for Ottawa. Uh, you know, can he do it there? Who knows? We'll see the team. Like they have a lot of younger players in peace are in place, but you know, young teams like traditionally don't win in the NHL, but we'll, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's, it's obviously a developing team and I look forward to watching them grow, uh, in the coming years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Chase mentioned that they pretty much had, you know, a, a close to perfect off season in what they could do. Um, if it if it were to be perfect, it would have had to be what what we we're talking about. I think two or three episodes ago, Chase, Brendan, and Matt Murray, like we said, but then also Brendan, Petriangelo, and Taylor Hall. That would have been just absolutely filthy. But yep. unfortunately, they disappointed us. Cause why wouldn't they? You know, it just makes sense. They're the Ottawa Senators. But uh, I don't know. I I've got a weird feeling that they're gonna win a, a round before the Toronto Maple Leafs win the first round. I hope so. Toronto has been stuck, and they just can't get it done. So I don't know if it's one of those things where you just have to change the team as a whole or what. Because, I mean, how many years in a row have we had first-round exits by the Leafs? Three or four? Yeah, something like that, yeah. it It might be time to move some pieces out, but we'll have to see. All right, Chase, let's now talk about a former second overall pick. He signs his qualifying offer and uh, hopefully we get to see him play this year he's been a very injury prone player since entering
2: yeah Nolan Patrick you know this is a guy he was supposed to be number one pretty much all season uh, going over the 2017 draft the Nico his year last second popped up took that spot uh, and it appeared to be the right choice if you're going to go between those two guys uh, his year's been better than Patrick Patrick can't stay healthy whenever a second overall pick has to accept a qualifying offer which all it is is 110% of their last contract and they're getting paid under like roughly a million dollars so he was getting paid under that um so it, it, it's, it's never a good look because you're expecting those guys to come off entry-level deals uh they're going to be you know commanding that like six to eight million dollar range hopefully and you know they take in those steps for a couple years and then you know give them a long-term deal or maybe they take bigger steps too but Nolan Patrick hasn't had that opportunity. Didn't look uh that great as a rookie, and then you know, he just dealt with injuries and like he, he's shown some he's shown some flash, he's shown some skill. I still think he can be a pretty good player. Uh I, he's not gonna live up to the second overall pick. I didn't even think at the time he was going to. That 2017 draft looked really weak at the time. Obviously, some players have come out after that and have proven to be otherwise, you know, especially a guy like Elias Pettersson. Um, but yeah, Nolan Patrick, he'll never live up to that second overall pick, but he could still be a very good NHL.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when you compare him to Nico his Nico his got a seven year deal uh, averaging just over 7 million a year. So really tough to see Nolan Patrick not be able to get something similar. But yeah, Chase, he talked about uh, Elias Pettersson. Also, number three, Miro Heiskanen, number four, Kel McCarr. So, uh, all three of those guys really have just been absolutely dominant um, in this past season. Obviously, Kale McCart being a rookie, uh, Heiskanen and Elias Pedersen having a little bit more experience under their belt. But man, oh man, uh, it's looking like a rough pick for not only Philly, but also New Jersey when they could have had those three guys. So, yeah, I mean,
2: I and in all fairness, before we move on, I still don't think his is a bad pick. I still think he can be a really good NHLer. Um you know, when you look back and you see what the other three names are doing, sure it sucks but like it, it's not like Edmonton drafting Neil Yakupov.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think if Jack Hughes can get to that first line center, like absolutely offensive dynamo, then he sure will be like the best number 2 in the league. You know, he's a he's a very good two-way player and has some offensive flair as well, so Uh, It'd be nice to see those two guys pan out and help the Devils do something because they haven't done anything in a long while. So we'll have to see what happens. Chase, we now talk about some brand new rookies because they were just drafted last week, two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, they put their name right on the paper. They, They put pen to paper, signed their entry level contracts. Big news. For these two young players,
2: yeah. So uh the number one and two overall picks, Alexi Lafreniere signed with the New York Rangers and got the max uh, as a first round pick. First overall pick usually does. Then Quinn Byfield signed with the L.A. Kings. I think he got the max too. Honestly, I don't remember specifically. I'd be shocked if he didn't. um So you know, it was expected. The first two overall picks are pretty much always going to get signed. um You know, nothing out of the ordinary. And then a couple other guys have been signed to uh, entry level deals. Um, you know, a couple other first round picks, uh, like, like Ozzie Wiseblood, Tyson Forrester, uh, Zade Wisdom was a later round guy who's gotten signed already. So you know, these rookies are finally starting to get signed. Uh, you know, we'll see that happen a little more going forward. A couple guys will get signed after a teams' training camps, but uh, in terms of rookies in the NHL this year from this draft, you know, I probably only expect like two or three guys.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to be an exciting time, and I honestly can't wait to see both New York and L.A. next year, um, obviously for Lafreniere and Byfield, but also other reasons. I mean, New York, I'm thinking Capo Caco has a big response. Um, Tony D'Angelo resigns, and you got Gorgiev and uh, Shesterkin taking the reins because Hank is not there anymore. And then with L.A., we saw Alex Turcotte. He signed his contract over the summer. Uh, Elias Anderson coming over from the Rangers. I think... If all those three, if, if those three players, Anderson, Turcott, and Byfield, all can be day one NHLers, then that could be a really fun team to watch, too. So really excited to see what happens there. And hey, maybe even see a little Arthur Kaliev with L.A. I mean, I think we're a little too soon, but that'd be sick.
2: That, that really would be sick. That, that, I, that's, that's not going to happen, but I would definitely be a happy
1: fellow. Absolutely. All right, Chase, let's last talk about some other leagues that are trying to start up or are slowly ramping down due to some COVID effects here. Uh, we'll start off with junior and college hockey.
2: Yeah, so both those types of hockey, as you mentioned, uh, they're, they're, they're finally starting to pick up. Um, other than the QMJHL, which had to shut down um, the whole league because there's a lot of COVID outbreaks going on. It kind of was a nightmare situation. They didn't really handle it very well, obviously, um, but going forward, they're going to fix it they figure it out and move on. So you're going to see junior leagues start playing, uh, you know, like some of these like North American uh, leagues, like the North American Hockey League itself, uh, the USHL, the US program. Uh, these teams are, are playing preseason games, getting ready to start the regular season. So they're, they're finally getting going. We're getting back to some normalcy. Uh, you know, college hockey is going to be getting here in the next couple weeks. I look very very forward to that. There's a couple of guys who are uh, draft eligible this year that are like freshmen in college because of the later birthdays. Uh, So, you know, especially like a team like University of Michigan, look really forward to watching, seeing guys like Kent Johnson and Owen Power. Um, They're both going to be probably top 10 picks. Owen Power might be a top three pick. Uh, So there's a lot to be excited for with junior and college hockey this year. So I really hope we get to see it.
1: Absolutely, and like we were talking about, college football starting up earlier in this episode, uh, or the Big Ten at least starting up. Um, College hockey coming back as well. I can't wait. I've talked to um, my sports journalism teacher about maybe covering some MSU hockey games, so that would be absolutely sick. I can't wait. Uh, But Chase, let's not talk about the Champions Hockey League, as we've got some bad news from them.
2: Yep, so the Champions Hockey League will not be playing this season uh, for anyone who doesn't know what the champions hockey league is, if you know what the champions league is for soccer, it's the exact same thing. Uh, a couple, like usually two teams, um, sometimes one from various different leagues around Europe. They play in this, uh, big, you know, international tournament. Um, and just kind of, kind of just really expose, uh, different teams to different players in different countries, stuff around the world. Um, different styles of play. It, it's just a fun little, uh, Tournament honestly, in hockey, it means way less than it does in soccer. And soccer, it's a huge thing. In hockey, some players don't like it because they feel it is unnecessary injury risk. But regardless, it's not happening. Um, you know, if you've been playing the new NHL at all, uh, and be a pro, one of the options is to go play in the CHL, not in the Canadian Hockey League, but the Champions Hockey League. So, if this sounds familiar to
1: anybody who uh, is an NHL player and but didn't know what this was for sure, then that's what it is. Absolutely. And you know, I've been enjoying Chell, but they've got a lot of little bugs happening right now. They gotta fix that. Like why doesn't auto scouting work in franchise? Come on. You're yeah, you're so killing me, dude. EA. That's so annoying. And you can't scout goalies unless you go view the draft class and scout each specific goalie. That's annoying too. But hey, whatever. EA, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're listening right now. EA, let's try to fix that. All right. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks. Last but not least, Chase, we talk about the World Juniors, um, probably our second favorite time of the year, only behind the NHL draft. And it would have killed me if World Juniors weren't going to be happening this year. But.
2: But, yeah, but we are lucky indeed. So instead of starting on December 26th, Like they usually do starting a day earlier on Christmas, December 25th. I don't know why apparently that that had to be done in order to make the bubble work. I don't know why starting a day early makes all the difference, but whatever. Uh, I'm sure these these kids aren't going to complain too much. They want to play in the World Juniors. They want to represent their country. So I'm sure that'll be the best Christmas present they can get. Uh, But yeah, we're going to see the World Juniors U20s. In Edmonton, December 25th, in a bubble situation like we saw in the playoffs. Uh, So, you know, it'll be a little interesting to see how it goes. Usually they play uh, at at two different rinks, like in two different cities to try to get all the games in. So it's probably just going to be like nonstop hockey, kind of like it was at the beginning of playoffs. So I'm very excited for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And. We're sure that uh, or I'm, I'm sure that Canada is probably the favorites right now, but we're not going to get into that because obviously don't have the rosters right now. But, hey, it'll be fun. It always is. And I can't wait to see who the United States field for their team. It's going to be a rough, rough year for them. It's going to be a rough world junior for the, for the U.S. team.
2: Look out for the U.S. team in uh, the next like two to three years. Those are going to be some really good world junior teams, especially the U-17 team right now playing like for the program. That team is a
1: talented bunch. Yeah, but I'm a little worried because once we have our guys starting to step up in a couple years, uh, there's there's a guy over in Russia that I know you're a big fan of that he's probably going to be competing for them, and that'll be scary.
2: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Maffei Mishkov is the guy in question, and he is ridiculous. The numbers he's putting up in the MHL, which is like their top junior league as a 16-year-old is just Asinine. It, it shouldn't be happening. It was a 15, 16 year old, I should say. Um, but, you know, he, he's, he's going to be great for the World Junior team. Uh, I'd expect him not, like, not this season, maybe next season, but for sure the year after that, and maybe the year after that, too, depending on what his NHL prospects look like. Um, but, yeah, he, you know, he's going to dominate. But this U.S. team, like, they got guys like Seamus Casey and Rucker McGrody. Like, those two right there are going to be, like, two of the U.S. names to watch going forward for hockey for a really long time. They're going to be really high draft picks. They're sick players. And then, you know, they, they fill out the rest of the team with guys like Zach Felak and Cutter Gautier It's a really good group of players, and you should be really excited for it going forward. So, you know, be ready for a down year and just be ready for
1: all the up years after that. Absolutely. But we do get to see Luke Hughes this year. I'm guessing, right? He's. Def- I don't. I don't know if I consider him a lock. I think he's definitely
2: got a chance because of the weakness of the roster. And I. I would put him more as a favorite than not a favorite to make it. Um. But who knows? Like it's these tournaments. They really like go against younger players for whatever reason, regardless if you're good or not. But I hope that us
1: realizes. All right, this is kind of a weaker year for us. We should look to our younger talent for help. Yeah, absolutely. Luke Hughes, brother of Quinn and Jack Hughes. Obviously, two names that we have seen in the NHL already. All right, Chase, that's it for our talk today. Let's now move on to hockey name of the day. I'm just going to start scrolling down. We'll see what happens. Uh, Mattia Hinterkircher. No, so
2: Mattia Hinterkircher. You talk German. You should know what's Kircher.
1: Like we already Kirche. went over this, Chase. I didn't take German. But I you, took it, but I didn't take it.
2: Remember when you used to go around saying, take me to the Kirka? You, you can't just just say that, but with an R at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that was funny. <laughs>
2: so stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, our boy, he's a 25-year-old Swiss uh born well i I shouldn't even say born because on elite prospects his place of birth just isn't there but his nationality is switzerland so you'd assume it's switzerland but he's a forward uh playing in the second like level of the swiss like pro leagues you know played a little bit in the top leagues last year but you know he's starting off this year in the second level uh nothing special of a player just yet another name that i found on elite prospects you know, I, I thought that it would bring back some memories with, you know, that reference that I just made to, uh, and I thought you would have been able to pronounce this one,
1: but nope, yet again. Yeah, and for people that don't know, Dikirka, that is uh, the church. So, you know, take me to church, take me to Dikirka.
2: so get stupid. It?
1: <laughs> oh, I thought it was the funniest thing. Uh, it wasn't, though. It really was. wasn't. It was back in eighth grade. You calm down over there all right that is it for the episode guys we want to thank you for coming out and we will have chase now outro us and chase you got to do the whole outro i'm not talking anymore this episode so you got to do the whole thing you got to tell everyone goodbye we love you all that all right okay um
2: so i want to thank you guys for listening as always if you'd like to become a patron on patreon we'd really appreciate the support that way uh you know you can you can support us at any like, price point really that you want. Um, you know anything that you guys do, we really appreciate. So if you could do that, you know that'd be swell. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast. That is at Bulls Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Pod Net. That is at Hockey Pod Net. Follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Get our football takes. It's always a fun time. Um, you know. Make sure to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all 31 teams plus all of our extra, you know, original content podcast right there. Boom, just click on the logo, listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Uh, You know, reach out to us. We want to talk to you guys, communicate, tweet at us. Uh, you know, if we can mention you in the pod, that would be swell. All right, Bye.